Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. How you doing this week, buddy? I'm well. How are you? Unbelievable. Doing unbelievable. It was a busy week. I had to move to a new house, but uh, yeah, I'm just buzzing off of last night's hockey game. Absolutely electric. I know you weren't able to watch. yeah, so it was it was kind of complicated. Long story short, I was flying back from Boston. Um I, I we took off at 4:45 or 5 p.m. local time. So um that would have been an hour and a half before puck drop. Um somewhere over Minnesota, I managed to get a bar of service and I got a notification that it was one nothing Panthers, which had me absolutely jonesing on the plane. However, I lost like data and connection until probably half hour to twenty minutes outside of Calgary, and then I finally man like. But then, of course, I had like three G, and it wouldn't let me refresh anything. And then all of a sudden, I got all the notifications at once. Um, and the la- la- the latest one I got was 3-3 going to overtime. And I just kind of, whoa, I got to figure out how to get the- watch this game or do something. So I managed to get the radio feed and listen to most of overtime in the radio. And then as soon as we landed, I got it on, on uh, my Sportsnet app. And uh, yeah, I, was a- I was able to watch the end. Yeah. Oh, man. it was. I was watching the whole game. I was like alone in my room like in the dark just stressing out it was <clears throat> yeah i i'm almost like to be honest i'm almost glad i i don't know if i could have taken that going no. down three two in the third i would have been absolutely freaking out yeah no and then like minute like, left like yeah and i'll be honest like because we we usually record our podcast, you know, we record episodes earlier in the week, right? And it was yeah. about it was like it was three one, right? The Panthers were down. They lost both games at home. And I was like, Man, I really don't want to have to talk about this on the podcast. Because it's just kind of depressing, right? You know? Right. And then, you know, they they win game five, they win game six, and I'm like, okay, going to a game seven, I was like this you know this has potential and now i mean i like i don't know how to describe it i know a lot of people i did take a little bit of offense you know when matthew kachuk was saying after the game you know the whole world thought you know we couldn't do this except for the guys in this room i picked them in every single bracket i made and we both picked them on the podcast so i don't know what you're talking about matthew kachuk we were always in your corner (laughs) i never doubted you (laughs) I, i almost believed too much i picked them in six I know. 
Um, yeah, like it would have been good to get a little more recognition on that front for sure. But I mean, it is what it is. Um, it remains, it's like the biggest upset in the history of the yeah, NHL. Like, I like think. In, in your mind, is this the biggest upset you've seen? Like, I, I it's a complicated answer because if I looked at the teams on paper, I'd say, no, it's not that big of an upset. But when you look at all the variables, and especially the fact that Boston was the best team in the regular season in the history of the NHL this season. And it's the largest gap between first round opponents in points ever. Like, yeah, then I think 100% it has to be the greatest upset in NHL history. Yeah, I mean, for me, there's a lot of factors that make it the biggest upset. Number one is the fact that to win this series, you had to beat Boston. Th- you beat Boston three times in Boston. Like to win a series in seven games and you lose the first two at home. I mean, it's unbelievable to pull that off. And like the only other like, series, and I know we're not that old, so we don't have a lot of history to go back on, right? Because we're both. Yeah, like early 20s. Yeah. Like obviously the the Tampa Bay getting swept by Columbus is big upset, 62 win team. But I but I think and people on under point this out, I think the big difference is that in that series, Tampa Bay, like you get swept, right? It's yeah. different because you're fighting for your lives every game. Whereas in this one, Boston had three chances to close out the Panthers and couldn't get it done. It's that's three- the thing. Like they like Tampa Bay didn't even have a lead. Like they just got beat. Like yeah, Boston got beat and choked. Yeah, like, you can't necessarily say Tampa choked on the same level that Boston did. By yeah. the way, same goalie, right? Right. You you got like Sergey Bobrovsky is that guy. Right. It, like, it is isn't that crazy? And I. I don't really want to talk about the third goal, but that was not exceptional. No. Not not great. <laughs> Just rebound control, you know? A little bit. A little bit of rebound. <laughs> like, I saw that play develop, and I saw Carla going for that shot. And, like, I think any hockey fan knows exactly what the game plan is there. It's shoot it, it low was, at that. I was watching the replay, and it was like, I couldn't tell if I was watching it in slow motion or not. No, it was just like, like that one wasn't great. Uh, the the second yeah. goal, like, was it just a phenomenal tip, right? Like nothing you can yeah. do there, right? And I mean, you look like you also have to factor in. I think with Sergey Bobrovsky, like how tough is like he like Alex? They wrote like the Panthers wrote Alex Lyon to get in the playoffs, right? Like Bobrovsky hadn't played in so long, and then you're getting into the series and it's elimination game you know after elimination game must win games and you know he wasn't perfect he wasn't like unbelievable but he, you you don't win that without him you know like he didn't and i wouldn't say he like stole a game outright he just gave them the goaltending they needed yeah exactly exactly it's that's plain and simple and I don't like. I don't know. He came in in a very high pressure situation. Yeah, like a very game, high, yeah game five. Yeah, high pressure situation. 
off of not having played in like a month going up against he, the Boston Bruins. He got the job done. And in my opinion, game five is where everything got decided because Boston dominated that game. Oh, absolutely. I, I actually think dominate is an understatement. It yeah. was absurd. And then Marshawn gets the breakaway with like six seconds left. Bobrovsky making that save might be the series. It, it, it is the series, right? Like you make that save. Like, that's probably like you make that save. Like, and obviously there was no way of knowing at the time that they'd win the series, but yeah, that's, that's the play. Yeah. I also saw, and, and I I'm was... not trying to knock anything off Montour's game time goal on Sunday. Cause that was, I, I don't even know how he got it through. Um, but, like, everything goes back to that Bobrovsky save. Oh, 100%, right? Like, you know, he makes that save and they go on this this run. And I think I saw some Boston fans, too, you know, online, you know, using the excuse of, like, how banged up the Bruins were. You know, they missed Patrice Bergeron for a few games, even though they won those games. And then, you know, he's playing through a herniated disc and Linus Olmark was playing hurt and they go to Swayman for the game seven. And it's like... Every team's playing hurt, and also, you're the best team in the regular season in NHL history. Like it should not matter. I mean, how long did they were they out of Taylor Hall for the regular season? Yeah, and they and he was back. Yeah, and also they had the most power play opportunities of any team in the first round. I did not know that. Yeah, which was partially, you know, maybe a little bit of theatrics from the Bruins. I don't know if you saw the. Call on Montour in the last game, the high, or they called it roughing on Pasternak. You know, Pasternak who looked like he got taken down by a sniper and then miraculously appeared in the power play. Isn't that convenient? It always is, right? Like they, they had every opportunity to win this series. There's no excuse for it from their perspective. And for the Panthers, you kind of just dug in and you know, played, you know, we, we talked about this team last year in the playoffs, right? And all the moves they made in the off season were based on being built to be better in the playoffs than they were last year. Like they were unbelievable in the regular season and whatever they were doing didn't work in the playoffs. And they, you know, the organization felt we got to change that. You know, we got to play the type of hockey that can win in the playoffs. And it really didn't work that well in the regular season, but this is what that looks like. It is. And I think they, they played their game plan to a T in the sense that they didn't necessarily try to um, take control of the game. No. They, you know, they, they really, their focus was no matter what, we're going to get opportunities. We're going to get chances. And all we've got to do is capitalize on those opportunities. And, yeah. and that's, Plain and simple, that's what they did. They didn't try and dictate the pace. They let the opportunities come to them. Yeah, and they let it come to them. And then when it came time, if they were, you know, it was late in the game and they needed to get a goal, they kind of went a little bit back to that kind of free-flowing offense, you know, mm-hmm. moving the puck around the ozone really well. But for the most part, it was just, you know, get pucks in. It sounds like really cliche, but they just got pucks in deep and they finished their checks. And they threw pucks at the net and 
when Boston made mistakes and they made more mistakes than I thought they would in this series, but Florida capitalized on them and you got to give them credit for that. Like you just, I, I, it sounds so stupid, but you got to keep it simple. And that's what they did. They didn't try to overcomplicate things and, and hats off to Paul Maurice for, for kind of really, I I tweeted out from our account. Yeah. (laughs) And it's true. Like, you know, he, he deserves a lot of credit here. I think he does. He deserves a lot of the credit. And, you know, it, it was looking pretty bleak at a time during the regular season where it was, it was hard to figure out if he still had control of that room. But that, I think this series proves it. Like, he, he definitely has full control. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I never doubted he had control of the room. Right. Because... You, you hear the way the players were talking about Paul Maurice as a coach, and they all seem to love him, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think players talk that favorably about their coach if, you know, he's lost the room, right? Like, you know, they might not be openly negative, but they don't have to be that positive about him. Like Matthew yeah. Chuck was saying, this is the best coach I've ever played for. You know, losing the room is what you saw this year in Calgary. What happened in Calgary? I mean, we don't want to talk about it too much, but... <laughs> um... Yeah, like Calgary, that's you actually did hear, like, not necessarily from the players, but you heard what everyone thought and you knew it was true. Yeah. And so I never doubted he lost the room. I was kind of just more so just doubting is he actually just a good coach or not? Right. Right. That to me was the doubt. Um, but it's hard to argue with, you know, what they just did in the playoffs. Because it really is unbelievable what that what that team just pulled off. It, it, it's unbelievable. It's like how many years ago was it that um, for the first time in history a sixteen <laughs> seed upset a one seed in the March Madness? I think it was I two or three years ago. Yeah, I don't know. It was the first time. Like that's what it kind of feels like. Yeah, it feels it's, like it's the lowest possible seed in the yeah, history. Yeah. This is the highest possible seed in the history, and it's just, of course, it's never happened before. Yeah. Now, I also, I also don't want to pump our tires too much on this podcast, but all year long, you know, especially early on in the year, when uh, you know, Panthers weren't doing that great, right? And people were doubting it, and we always just said the goal is playoffs because you never know in the playoffs. Anything can happen. You just need your ticket to get there, right? Yeah. And that was our mindset all year long. Um, And, you know, I don't want to say we're right, but this is what happens. You know, it, it is unpredictable. Like, that's that just had to be the goal of the season. Make the playoffs. Yeah. And we always said anything after that, anything can happen. But also, anything after making playoffs is a bonus. Every single win against Boston was a bonus. Yeah. Like, like just making it to the second round is a bonus. And I'm not saying, like, a bonus is improbable, but it's just so much... It feels so good to get, you know? And, yeah. like, it's kind of... I, I know, like, the players probably think they're... Like, the mentality is probably that they're entitled to be there and... um like they deserve to be there and they're going to prove that they deserve to be there. But at the same time, it's like they're, 
there, there's a there's a certain amount yeah. of realism in the sense that they're able to look at their situation objectively and they, they realize the odds you know and like just to, to be able to overcome those odds must just feel so awesome and that, yeah. that's why like moving forward it's it's very very easy to find that motivation yeah i mean yeah this is a team like if you're the Florida Panthers in the playoffs, you motivation's not hard to come by. Uh, there's no pressure on you whatsoever. Maybe obviously in elimination games it's a little different, but entering a series, there's no pressure on you. Um, mm. and you look at the Bruins on the other end of it, and there is a lot of pressure. You have to live up to the expectations you set in the regular season. Um, because the goal isn't to win the regular season. And they didn't really face that much adversity this year. You know, a couple injuries here or there, but there was never any long losing streaks or anything really detrimental. Um, this was kind of their first taste of adversity. Yeah. And I also would like to say, I recall mentioning before the Panthers were even guaranteed a playoff spot, I said the Bruins don't want any piece of Florida because they beat them twice. In the, they beat them twice in the regular season. They didn't want to see them. That's one hundred percent. You you definitely said that. So yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Um, for you though, from this series, who's who's your MVP from the Panthers for this series? Obviously, like, there's a lot, there's a lot to choose from. There are, you know. So, like, obviously, I think. Matthew Kachuk, undoubtedly, he's the team MVP for sure. And like he was in the regular season and he, he continues to be in the playoffs. Um yeah. there's Sergei Bobrovsky and even I'd say to a certain degree Alex Lyon. Like Alex Lyon wasn't really like there were some bad goals he let in, but he also made some unbelievable saves. Yeah, exactly. Like it, some of them sucked, and it is what it is. But he had been playing a lot of hockey for a bit, and I'm not saying that um, he needed a rest, but it can't hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I just I find the guys that that performed during the regular season just like kind of continued during the playoffs so well. Um, I I've got to. Like honestly, I've got to give a lot a nod to E two Lewis Turinen. E two Lewis Turinen had himself a series. Like I thought he was like he's always more of he's more of a third line guy. He kind of just you need those depth pieces to produce and to like come up big. And I think he he one hundred percent did. Oh, absolutely. I think the other big one to mention is uh, obviously Brandon Montour. Right, I mean, two game, two goals in game seven, like, yeah. like, like, he had such a phenomenal regular season too. Um, for him to be having these playoffs is ridiculous. He he has five goals. He's, He's a five, defenseman. Five goals in seven games. As a defenseman, I mean, you like when they needed offense, like somehow he was the guy who seemed to show up and bring it. Right <laughs> when they ridiculous. needed a goal, it was him that was stepping up most of the time. Um, I would also like to say I thought Anton Lindell had a hell of a game seven. He was kind of male series, but game seven, he showed up. Um helping getting them on the, the board early. 
So I thought that was, you know, a really great game from him, especially as you know, a young player in the league. Um, and I, I mean, obviously, like just to to name like Carter Verhage, obviously, like game winning goal, clutch. Can you be? Can you like? Can you be any more clutch? Like, and and on that play. Matthew Kachuk screening Olmark. Olmark never saw the, the puck. Swayman. Like literally, or yeah, sorry, Swayman. Swayman literally never saw the puck. No. Um, the, the timing Bennett of the screen was had, perfect. It was so perfect. Bennett uh, and Kachuk too were working hard um, below the goal line. Bennett came out with the puck and was able to find Verhage. Like it was just such a, such a perfect play and a very... Florida Panthers play because it, it wasn't was, the most organized thing. But it, it was I think gritty it, it and epitomized it, how they played in this series. Exactly. They got the puck exactly. in deep. They won battles. They get it out front. Score. Exactly. And I mean, yeah, Bennett first game scores a goal. Reinhardt was good. And obviously Sasha Barkov is just, he's the captain. Yeah. I will say a lot, especially when the Panthers were down in this series, Barkoff was taking a lot of heat I was seeing on social media for being a no-show in the playoffs. And I don't know, even when they were down in the series, it felt a little unfair. Like, I get, you know, he's not the most vocal leader. And if you talk about, you know, who's the loudest voice in that room, it's probably Matthew Kachuk. But I don't right. think he had, like, an egregiously terrible series. Like, it wasn't, he wasn't unbelievable. He wasn't, you know, he didn't, you know, he didn't do what Matthew Kachuk did. But at the end of the day, like, he didn't do nothing. Like, he still went out, like, six points in seven games is fine. He won more than 50% of his face-offs. He was even in the series. And he is just, he's the two-way, he's a two-way guy. Exactly. And it was just, like, he, the captain... Barkov didn't have to be center stage. No, you know? like, that, that I don't like. I don't think I was expecting that. I I don't think most fans were expecting that. I don't think most fans were expecting him to to you know like be the team MVP because that wasn't him this season. Yeah, like I think. And for, for, I think for me, you're, it's... you're looking. You're looking, especially in playoffs. You're looking for Selkie Barkov. Yeah, like I I like like Matthew Kachuk. Rehage and other guys in Montour can provide the offense. But if Sasha Barkov can go out there and he can, you know, contain the other team's top guys for the minutes he's out there and saw it off, basically, you take that as a win. 100%. And so I thought the criticism was just a little bit unfair. But that's just me. Um, last thing here before we go into ad read, switching you know off the the Panthers for a moment. Uh, some of the other series going on around the league. Only one hasn't ended yet. So recording this Monday night. I mean that is Devils and Rangers. You had Rangers in seven. I had Devils in seven. So one of us will be right. Um, but what other series have you enjoyed watching? I thought one of the best series of the first round was Seattle Colorado. I agree. I thought it was phenomenal. Every time I watched the U.S. broadcast, I thought they did a, not necessarily the intermissions. I still like my sports net with um, Kevin BX and Elliot Friedman, but like the 
the the play was was really really like well done um and yeah i just thought it was one of the most exciting like cutthroat series both teams hated each other chances were were pretty abundant actually but not many converted um i thought both goalies did a really good job not to philip grubauer for for his performance 100% especially in that game uh, 7 yeah i thought i thought that was Probably other than like the Panthers in Boston, obviously, uh, I thought that was probably the best series. Yeah, I, I I would agree. I think that was also one of my favorites. Just I like the way those two teams play. You know, it's just good hockey. Like you and know? they like there was animosity early. Yanni Gord was doing his thing. Like it was perfect. Yeah, um, that, it was just a perfect series as a neutral fan. Yeah, um, exactly. Dallas, Minnesota had some moments too that you know it wasn't, you know, always like that, but it had some had some some heat to it every now and again. I thought yeah, yeah, Marcus Foligno for whatever reason was just public enemy number one from the referees. Everything he did seemed to get him sent to the box or out of the game. I mean, you know, I tend to side with referees, but some of the stuff he was doing, I was just <laughs> trying to figure out why he was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you trying to line up a guy's knee? Oh. Like, and this was, this was, like, after, like, the history of him versus the refs had been constructed. Yeah, like, if 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 I had a feeling the referees, you know, might not be the biggest fan of me, I'm probably not <laughs> trying to take out someone's knee. It just, that made no sense to me. I thought, like, I picked Dallas in sevens. So they got it done in six. Uh, Auditor was good. Minnesota, I can't help but feel they they screwed up when they put Flurry instead of Gustafson for game three. Yeah, I don't. I was think it game three. Minnesota, I think, is entering entering that you know perennial chokers territory. I they still haven't made it past the second round in the history of the franchise. Yeah, so they're you know they're they're on fraud watch for me. You know, I did pick them to win that series. I regret that deeply, as you can tell. Um, I like the LA Edmonton series. I thought that one was good yeah, too. I th- me too. It, I it thought was that a bit was good. It was. I didn't like the start times being out east. That was brutal for me, especially yeah, when like they, all the games are going to OT. They were real nice out west, but I remember that first game going to overtime. I went to bed late. Yeah, I was like, just someone score. Yeah, um, that one also had you know some animosity towards it too. Had animosity, had some phenomenal players on the Edmonton side, some young players on the LA side, and just really impressive the first uh, two games. Like the way they were able to defend against Edmonton was pretty. Yeah, pretty I think I, I I really like the the team LA has. I think they've done a really good job with some of their young players. Um, I thought Quentin Byfield was good. Corpusalo was good. I thought Quentin Byfield. Um, had a really good series, um, especially early on. So yeah, I think LA is a team that you know they're getting close to that next step. Yeah, um, you know, and they're and then they're already probably like their their top nine. I want to say was looking really like to me. I thought they were dangerous. I thought all three could score. Yeah, I know. it was yeah, like like. As you said, the making of a team that is going to be. I a know. Problem. Like, could you just imagine how good they'd be if, like, Alex Turcotte had panned out? 
good thing they got Arthur Kaliev in that draft. Um, yeah, good thing they did. And I, I must admit that Byfield has been looking good, and I just think that I, I just think he's going to go up. Yeah, I think he's playing, especially in the playoffs. He was just doing a lot of things really well. Maybe the offense isn't there for him yet, but it'll come. The rest of his game, I think, is really solid, and it always I, was. You know, I I wonder, like, it, maybe it just takes bigger players more time to settle into the to the to the NHL, like a more Tage time Thompson? to understand the game. That's exactly what I'm I thinking. thinking. For I don't know about defensemen though, but I also like because mm-hmm. defensemen take like no 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 no. Forwards, I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mean forwards. Yeah, yeah. You know, your Quentin Byfields, your Kirby Docks, you know those type of guys. Just big bodies. Exactly. Like I mean, Tage Thompson is like the only one I was thinking of. To be honest, like it took him a while, and now he's just pretty much a superstar. Um, yeah. Like, Look yeah, maybe Lawson it just takes those guys a little longer, and. And it hasn't been that long for Byfield. Like it's just that he was a second overall pick. Yeah, but he was young in that draft too. Yeah, like I yeah, he's got plenty of time. I think he's going the right direction. I will say also, by the way, I think we did call it. Uh, I thought Carolina, New York was the most dull series. I might have watched two minutes of that series. I don't even know if I did. I just it you, was looked at the scores and it was like no. Exactly looked at the scores and. Some maybe saw a highlight. Um, there was that one game that the Islanders ran away with, but other and everybody I talked to said it that I had watched it said it was bad. Like, like it just and you just expect it because that's the way those two teams play, right? Yeah. Um, hey. Yeah. So that and then, one... yeah, Toronto, Toronto, Tampa. I mean, it sucks. I wish neither team could win, but one had to win, and it was the Leafs. Yeah, you know, and I think it's That's... sad because you know the Leafs haven't won, won a series in a while. You know, those jokes were always, you know, were always real good. But yeah, it was inevitable. I, I they would I made win a series eventually. Yeah, it's you're, yeah. you look back and you regret not making more, especially you know. Yeah. With us, we have a lot of friends who are Leafs fans, and I don't think we gave them enough, you know, heat for that. That's why it's gonna feel really good when we make fun of them for losing to the Panthers. Yes, when they get Matthew Kachucked. Is that a thing, eh? Oh, it could be. It could be. <laughs> I like it. Um, But yeah, that was like a series like... Yeah, it was good. I think Tampa looked really worn down. They did. Like, you know. And, and let's face it, like, they... They lost the series to themselves. Yeah. Because both games three and game four, they were leading in the third period and lost in overtime. Oh yeah. It's one of those like, ones that's where it's just like, it's it's a choke. It's the same as Boston. It's a choke. Yeah, I think it when you when you have a lead in the game and you and you blow it like that multiple times, it's a choke. I also think trading all those picks for Tanner Jano might not have been the way to go. It it does not look good now, eh? Um, he had like no impact on that series. It, it was, um, yeah. I mean, obviously losing Cernak that early in the series, I think, hurt a lot. Um, their their defensemen were affected by injury, and 
Does Zach Bogosian usually play for them? A Lightning? Yes, he does. Like regularly? Yeah. That defense is really not that special when healthy. It, well, like that's Bogosian, like, I thought looked awful. Yeah. Well, has he ever looked good? No, not really. And like that was just that, that was one of the facets, right? And Hedman obviously getting hurt didn't help. And there was yeah. just. Yeah, actually they, they like were definitely what there's a few teams in the first round that were affected by injuries. Boston was not one of them. Um, but Colorado, um Tampa Bay, like those are two teams that just if they were fully healthy, it's probably a different series. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, we'll get more talking about the Leafs because we want to now preview this upcoming series that starts tomorrow um but before we do get into that we do have a quick ad read from our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook right now new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly um it says mentioned lines uh yeah they have all the odds and lines available for upcoming games um Really exciting getting ready for the second round. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800 800- Three two seven five zero five zero, or visit gamblinghelpline.org in New York. Call eight seven seven eight H O P E N Y or text H O P E N Y in Kansas. Call one eight hundred five two two four seven hundred. On behalf of Booth Hill Casino and Resort, twenty one uh, plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Okay. I also, I should really, before we start talking about this, I want to say, by the way, that I placed a same game parlay for game seven of the Panthers game, which was Brandon Montour, Matthew Kachuk, and Pasternak to all have points and the Panthers to win. Easy money. Easy money. Easy Atta money. Boy. Um, just wanted to throw that out there. You know, I Love know Puck. See it. Um, all right. Panthers, Leafs. What do you think the okay, obviously the Panthers are the underdog in this series, right? That goes without saying. Just based on the season. But what do the Panthers need to do to get a win? I mean, obviously, there there's not like one single answer, but the one that like screams out to me the most is stay disciplined. I I honestly think like in the they got away with it in the first round without a doubt. I don't know if that's going to work against the Leafs. I think the Leafs have too much power play power or. Their power play is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you do not want to start giving up two, three, maybe four power plays no, a game to the Toronto Maple Leafs. No. I also think, though, the Leafs, I, I think 
Florida's power play really killed them in the first few games of the Boston series, just not getting it done, you know, actively hurting them. And I think the Leafs are a team that's going to take a lot of penalties in this series as well because they have Michael Bunting. Um, and yep. so and he, you, he'll play. He'll he'll be back in the lineup for sure. He'll be back in the lineup, right? I look forward to the battle between him and I'm assuming Ryan Lomberg um, going at it. Isn't that going to be funny? Yeah. When they simultaneously try to elbow each other in the head and it's the first time ever both players have been sp- suspended for the same play. <laughs> <laughs> that's my thought. Uh, that's, um, gonna be, that's gonna be really good. Um, but along the lines of Boston, like play a simple game where you don't try to dictate, you don't try to skate with them. Don't you, yeah, don't don't let the game open up. Exactly. Don't let the game open up. Don't play the game simple, and you are going to get opportunities. Toronto's defense will cough up the puck more times than not. Yeah. Like that is just going to happen. You have to have faith that it's going to happen and then just absolutely kill them on those opportunities. Yeah. I think like the Boston series, capitalize on the mistakes. I think play simple, play physical. Um, Toronto, they love to have the puck. They love to cycle it in the zone when they're doing that. Um, I thought Florida did really well for the most part in the Boston series was when Boston was kind of working the puck really well around the zone, they were really good at staying compact um, and getting in lanes. I think that's going to be key for the Panthers because there are going to be moments in the series where they're going to be hemmed in. Mm-hmm. And like you said, cannot be undisciplined in this series. Um, you just cannot. If, yeah, if Florida can learn one thing from the Tampa Bay series, and it's something they already know, it just has to be reinforced. It's you can never put your foot off the gas. No. You, uh, no lead will be safe until the final buzzer sounds. Yeah. And I, I think that's, you, you've got to play until you, like, they're dead beyond repair. Yeah, I think you have to, right? And I think that's kind of what so, Paul Maurice Hockey is all about, though, is being yeah. able to hold those leads. That's kind of the difference we were looking for from last season. Um, so I think that, and I think, um, you know, Toronto, they made some moves at the deadline to add some bigger, more physical defensemen. But when those guys aren't out there, you absolutely have to go after their D. Mm-hmm. You absolutely, if Timothy Lusigren's out there, if Morgan Riley's out there, you have to finish your checks. You have to apply the pressure and force the mistakes that they'll make. 100 percent and they they, those mistakes will make themselves like it's gonna be it's only a matter of time when you have those those defensemen if we're lucky we get to see justin hall in this series oh wouldn't that be a treat the fact that it's taken sheldon keith this much time to realize that he might be the problem that he might be a liability is absolutely uh, beside me yeah but yeah i their fourth line is not a fourth line that inspires confidence, and and I think that that's that's something the Panthers can can take to their advantage. But I mean, you can also fully get into their heads at this point. I think so. Like, Florida has the the guys to do it. I mean, oh, absolutely. I just, the, like I I honestly think that you know Florida's 
forwards like their their profile like the Matthew Kachucks, the Sam Bennett's, the Ryan Lombards, just those gritty guys that are able to get in your head and just piss you off and make you just forget about the game for a sec because you're frustrated. Like th- that's that's huge in a seven game series. Yeah, I think if you can get under their skin, and I think you can when it comes to the Leafs. Um, it's I, it's a different mental game plan than uh, Boston, that's for sure. Oh, 100%. Right? And I think... Like, there was, there was no shaking. Like, there was no getting into Boston's head. I don't think that was ever a game plan. Like, that's... That just... That doesn't, doesn't happen to a team like that. But you can just beat them. Yeah. Toronto, that, I think you can fully, like, make them make them think twice yeah and i think you know toronto the way they play like they they're always trying to go for the nice goal you know it's always trying to be a nice play and the panthers just don't play like that just throw pox towards the net exactly you know and like let me tell you Ilya samsonov got good stats in the in that first round series but there were times where it looked like he was actively trying to fight the puck oh 100 it didn't go in but he was it was very similar to Jack Campbell's style of play in in his one game. And it's funny because he was he used to be the Leafs goalie, but very similar to that style of play. He was just it looked like he was fighting the puck. Yeah, and so it wasn't going in, but he wasn't he wasn't in control. Yeah, and I also on the Panthers too. I'm also remembering there was a time when you you needed a a win to clinch a playoff spot. The Leafs dressed their entire lineup. Oh, that like, and they won in overtime. There's no more three on three, by the way. There were also no Sam Bennett in that game. There was not. Completely different game. So, yeah, I um, I I don't, I I find it quite interesting and funny that this many Leafs fans are optimistic about this series. Like I find it, I find it interesting that they go from the most insecure fan base to the most like secure one overnight. Yeah, I mean, you saw them chanting "We want Florida" after they beat Tampa. Yeah, and it's like I, I don't know. And it's like, do you really want the so. team? Like, do you really want the team that just beat the President's Trophy winner? Yeah. Right, like. I think the only thing that could maybe like the one thing that could hurt the Panthers is that they maybe the players kind of emptied the tank in that Boston series. They gave it everything to win that series. Maybe they're a little fatigued. They've only had a day rest, but I don't believe that's I don't, the case. These I don't are think prof- it looked like that. And these are professional you know, athletes. You know who it looked like? Like it did Colorado. Yeah. Colorado, Colorado game seven. They were apps. They were, drained oh 100 and they, they've had a tough go this year too with injuries and stuff and no val Nichushkin yeah. and that's not how the panthers played that's not what i saw no i feel like you can like usually you can see it yeah and so i'm like like tampa bay it looked like they had emptied the tanks yeah tampa bay looks like a team that had been to three straight finals yeah and colorado looked like a team that I'd been hurt a lot all season long and really what a lot of those guys have to prove nothing. 
Exactly. And like you've got a guy like Sam Bennett, you got Bobrovsky, both guys who were were out for a long time are fully rested. Yeah. Like, and and sometimes you just need one of those guys and that guy can kind of just give energy. Yeah. So and I th- I'm I'm actually feeling I'm I feel much better about the series against the Leafs than Boston. Yeah, I think I, I think I do too. The one concern in net with Bobrovsky, I'm a little worried about that rebound control. It's never been stellar. That rebound against Boston will haunt me. It, it's not. It's not a good look. Right. As much as he can, as much as he can steal games for you, he can also lose them. And we we saw that a few times this season. We saw it even more the previous season. But there, there will like. I I don't know if I'll ever get to a point where I'm I I I have complete trust in Sergei Bobrovsky. No, never again. Unless it's like a, a game 7, then I'm pretty pretty calm with it. Yeah, yeah. Um but it should be it should be a good series. I think yeah, Florida's just got to play that simple grind it out style of game. And I think Matthew Kachuk will have a good series in this one too. I think it's a good matchup for him personally. Um, I think he'll have no I, I problem think, finding some I space think in front of the net. I think he'll really like it. I think he's he's absolutely jacked up about this. I yeah, and I think Sam Bennett will have a good series too if he doesn't get oh, suspended. Yeah. Also, Carter Hagee, Carter Hagee revenge too. tour. The team that oh. drafted him, let him go. It it has to be epic. Yeah. It'll be it'll be a good series. What's your prediction for it? I'm gonna stick to the winning recipe. I'll go Panthers in seven. I think okay. So Leafs have home ice advantage, right? Yeah. But like it's Toronto. It's usually pretty quiet. Is it an advantage? Right. A lot of the guys on the Panthers probably a family I'm, here. They can I'm, visit. Yeah, I'm thinking we're gonna see quite a few Panther fans and Panther voices. At the Scotiabank Arena. You know what? Because like, I went to the Panthers game uh, versus the Leafs last year in Toronto. And let me tell you, there were more Panthers jerseys than you would think. Like, <clears throat> for every 50 Austin Matthews jerseys you saw, there would be one Roberto Luongo. <laughs> <laughs> the occasional Ole Jokinen. And then there was me in a Spencer Knight jersey. But nice. Yeah, I think Panthers and seven. Okay, so let's say they go to Toronto. They probably won't win both in Toronto, but they'll, I'm not going to do a long prediction like I did last time. Okay. Even though I'm pretty sure I got like half of them right. I'm pretty sure I had Verhage with an overtime winner, and I'm pretty sure I had like I had Ulmark with a bad turnover. <laughs> but I'm not going to go back and listen to find out. Um. Okay, so let's say game one. Yeah, okay, let's say 4-3 Panthers, right? They score weight in the third. It's probably a tiff by Kachuk. Okay, so that's game one. They'll lose game two, though. They're just going to get hammered in game two, and the Leafs will be like, oh, and then they'll go down to South Florida, right? And the Leafs, they like to snap the puck around, right? You can't do that on the ice in the warm weather. It don't flow like that. It's going to be slush, all right? They're going to be lost out there. Justin Hall turnover. No, he's not playing. 
Let's do Geo. Geo turnover. Panthers. Yeah. Panthers and six. That to me makes the most sense. Like I can see that happening. You know, I thought about Panthers and six, but then I was like, I, I chose seven in the first round. I gotta go seven. It worked. I just feel like the Panthers, like they'd probably want to close out the series on home ice. Yeah. Right. I agree. In Toronto, they didn't have to, you know, thing is, Toronto also, they didn't face any elimination games last series. Florida faced three. It's nothing yep. new, right? Nothing new. Nothing new. The Leafs, they're old. They got some slow players, right? Yeah, I'm going Panthers and six on this one. Um, But we'll see. Starts tomorrow. I'm looking forward. I also should mention, by the way, tomorrow... Me and Jacob Barker, friend of the show, we're going to wear our Panthers gear. We're going to go to um, a bar downtown in Niagara. Hopefully, it's packed with Leafs fans. We'll be dressed up in all our Panthers gear. Going to try to do a live live vlog unless we get attacked. Um, Maybe we'll use that evidence, but uh, it should be good. So we'll hopefully be able to put that out um, sometime later this week. Unless it goes really poorly for the Panthers, then you'll never see the footage. Right. I'll, I'll just pretend like the file got deleted. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do that. So stay tuned for that. Uh, last thing here, though, Noah. Any other series you're looking forward to in round two? Uh, Vegas Edmonton. I think that's going to be an absolute gong show, and I can't <laughs> wait for it. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. I think that's going to be like... like Seven games of seven six. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of offense. Um, I think the Devils... I give the edge to Edmonton though. I I give the edge to Edmonton. I do too. I um, I Vegas think Jack has the better... a fraud. That Vegas has the better defenders. Edmonton has the uh better forwards, and the tiebreaker is goaltending. And I'm gonna give Stuart Skinner the nod over Laurent Brossois. You have to, right? Um, yeah. I think the Devils series could be good too. Or Rangers. Or Devils. Or Rangers. Or Rangers. Or Rangers. It's the Devils that should uh, be a good series. It's the Rangers. By the way, it is it is one nothing uh Devils at the time of recording. McLeod with a short handed goal. From Andre Palat. From Andre Palat. Yeah. Um, I think that I think the Devils will take this one easy. Either way, I think that that series is going to be like a meh, like a like a good yeah. meh, but like still a it, meh. Like, I like the way the Devils Espe- play. Honestly, like if, if it's the Rangers in Carolina, I think it could be really bad. I think that would be terrible. I think Devils-Carolina is a better series. I think so, too. But I think it's less the colors, aesthetically not pleasing. For the- no, the color. Yeah, I was about exactly. to say, we were both thinking exactly. the same. Color-wise, <laughs> nightmare. Absolute it, nightmare. Like, Tampa Bay-Toronto is absolutely abhorrent. Yeah. No, it's it's absolutely disgusting. I don't even want to watch it. Like that um, that should be outlawed. I think every team needs to have a unique color scheme. I think so too, but I also think that Carolina should wear the Whalers colors and Devils should wear the green throwback jerseys and just oh my see God. how it plays out. Oh, I like <laughs> that idea. I like that a lot. That'd be cool, eh? If they were like if if two like historic rivalries just like decided to for a series to throw it back to like 
the old Miz forms from that era. Yeah, that would be sick. Yeah, that could be a good concept. Yeah, I think yeah, Devils Carolina is. I've watched a few of their games this year, and they were good games. So I think that would be a good series. But aesthetically, yeah, it's a nightmare. Um, Seattle Dallas would be interesting. I think Seattle would take that series. Yeah. I'm going to say no just because of the Jake Ottinger factor. Yeah, but... I know no. Grubauer was electric, but I, mean, I don't know. Revenge series against his former team who didn't want to pay him. Revenge? No. No, no. He was just He's just that good. He's that good. Um, yeah, I give the edge to Ottinger, Ottinger and, uh, and Dallas in that series. But I, I'm excited to see what Seattle has to offer. Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, should be a lot of fun second round. Looking forward to the game tomorrow. Um, but I think that does it for this episode. Thank you so much to everyone tuning and listening. We'll be back. Next week, the brand new episode talking about all the series around the league, but most importantly, your Florida Panthers and how they're doing against the Leafs. Hopefully it's going well, but we will see. Um, And yeah, we'll see you all then.